discover the inherent power of God in you. Whether there are challenges or not, we are still the same. We are constant. God is constant. God does not change. And that is the life that we have received. He says Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. That is the same life we have also received. We are also the same yesterday, today, and forever. What kind of life? We, we, we are the same because we have the same life with Christ. So when you think about God, think about you. Because everything he is, that is why he told Abraham, he said, I am your, your exceeding great reward. God gave himself as a reward to Abraham. And we are the seed of Abraham. Therefore, we have inherited God himself. Listen to Pastor Oti Boateng as Christ is magnified in you. <laughs> Luke 17, 3 to 6. I'm showing you how you can deal with forgiveness. How you can forgive someone who has sinned against you, offended you. Take it to yourselves. If thy brother trespass against thee, rebuke him. And if he repents, forgive him. The next verse. And if he trespass against thee seven times a day, in a day, and seven times in a day, turn again to thee, saying, I repent, thou shalt forgive him. The next verse. The apostle said, Lord, increase our faith. <laughs> See, there's a link between forgiveness and faith. You know why they said, Lord, increase our faith? The rabbis in those days thought that if someone sins against you three times, you can forgive him. But when the person crosses the head, don't forgive him. You deal with him mercilessly. Because the rabbi took their strength, their authority from Amos 9. For three transgressions of Judah and for four, I don't let them go unpunished. You know, for three transgressions of Moab and for four, I don't let them go unpunished. That's what is in Amos 9. So the rabbis use the same thing. But Jesus came to a different doctrine and said, Oh, if your brother sins against you seven times, forgive him. The disciples were shocked. Another time he said, Actually, seven, 70 times seven. 490 times. Forgive him. So, Lord, this one, you have to increase our faith. <laughs> faith towards offenses increase our faith. So, faith actually is a solution. Is a remedy for dealing with unforgiveness. Let's see how Jesus dealt with it. The next verse. Now Jesus is explaining something. Verse 6. And the Lord said, If ye have faith as a grain of a mustard seed, ye might say unto this sycamine tree. Now, sycamine tree is a symbol of bitterness. Sycamine tree is a symbol of bitterness. Be thou plucked up by the roots. You know what Jesus said, be that plugged up by the root? The sycamore tree, um, from Egypt to the Middle East, of all trees, it is the tree with the strongest root structure. It goes so deep to the ground that if you cut the sycamine, it will spring, sprout again. That's how bitterness is. If you don't pluck up bitterness by the roots and cut it, it will still come up again. If you see the person, the whole thing comes again. <laughs> the root of bitterness is so strong. If I have not offended before, it's, it's strong. Be thou and be thou planted in the sea, and it should obey you. Okay, let me talk about the sacrament. Now, the sacrament is a it's a very powerful tree, but you know it was a tree for the poor people, for poor people. 
The sacrament is the same as a fig tree. But the fig tree, the fruit of the fig was expensive. But the fruit of the sacrament was very cheap. So the wealthy will eat the fig, but the poor will eat the sacrament. The sacrament was specialized for the poor. Yeah. If you work in bitterness, you actually become poor. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And the tree of the sacrament was good for making caskets. <laughs> yeah. So if they were making caskets, they used the sacrament. Because bitterness will ultimately lead to your death. <laughs> Now, with a sacrament, when you eat, you can't eat a sacrament fruit like a, even like the fig. You don't eat it. You, you can eat it, taking it bit by bit. That's how the fruit is. You take a letter, then take a letter. That's how, that's how you can eat it. That's how bitterness sinks into us. We meditate on it little by little. Me pa. Then we go. Then we visit the whole thing again. Why did he do that against me? <laughs> That's what happens. Now, the, the sacrament tree is pollinated by a wasp, the sting of a wasp. So there's this wasp that will start, stand on it and sting it. And that's how it is pollinated. So the fruit is actually bitter. How do you become embittered? Because someone stung you. And when you were stung, there was a poison that was almost like released into your system that began to work against you. <laughs> and Jesus is, but Jesus is talking about how to deal with bitterness that is deeply seated inside of you. He says you can use faith. He says you can say to this sacrament tree. Look how it is. Be thou plucked up by the root, and be thou planted in, in, in the sea. You know, so, sea has salty water. When you put plants in salty water, the plant dies. Jesus is wise. This is be thou planted in the sea. And it should obey you. The word should obey actually literally means should be subservient to your command. So how do you deal with bitterness? Now, if someone has sinned, uh, uh, trespassed against you and you are bitter, go to your room. First, that's it, eh? Hey, first of all, hmm. it's all bitterness and offenses. <laughs> Deeply drenched in the earth. Hmm. Yeah, because it's hard. Some have been victims of rape when they were young, victims of abuse when they were young. Too many things, and forgiveness is very difficult. That's why it takes faith. It's not feeling, it's faith. You may forgive the person and still have the feeling. So I recommend that, number one, if you find it difficult to forgive someone, number one, I recommend that start praying for the person. Go and bless the person. Start praying for the person. Bless the person. It's difficult, but it's a Christian way. You see, in Christianity, you know the first thing Jesus said about prayer? The first thing said about prayer, the law of first mention in the New Testament, and the first thing said about love, number one, he says, love your enemies. He didn't say, love your friends, love your enemies. This is Jesus speaking. Have you ever loved your enemies? <laughs> now, Jesus says, love your enemies. 
Then he says, bless those who curse you. Has anybody cursed you? Now the charismatic church is not what we are doing. People curse us, we curse them back. You know why we curse them back? We are afraid it will happen. <laughs> we turn all against them, they curse them. That is not a scriptural way. If someone curses you, go to your room and say, Lord, I bless him. <laughs> Lord, I bless him. This is what Jesus said. <laughs> this, can you imagine? This is what Jesus said. Jesus didn't say, if someone curses you, curse him back. No, no, no. That's the Old Testament. No, 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 no. But the thing hurts. He says, bless. Do you know why he says you should bless him? First Peter 3 verse 9. Why Jesus says you should bless those who curse him? Not rendering evil for evil, or railing for railing, but contrarywise, blessing, knowing that ye are there unto call, that ye should inherit a blessing. It's nice. Man of God, please come. So, he says that if you have cursed me and spoken, spoken ill about me, I have to go to my room and just start blessing you. I bless you. I bless your family. I bless your life. I bless your ministry. I bless whatever you are doing. I keep blessing you, blessing you. You know, it is difficult, but I'm blessing you. The Bible says that if I do that, that is how I can inherit a blessing. That's it. <laughs> that is how to get blessed. <laughs> That is how to get blessed. Me, I really love blessings. So I'll bless you. I know that the blessings will start following me. Hallelujah. <laughs> Thank you very much. Then Jesus says, bless those who curse you. After Apostle Paul, in Romans 12, he says, bless and curse not. That's what bless and curse not. Jesus says, bless them that do good to them that hate you. The Passion Version says, do something wonderful. For those who hate you, <laughs> something wonderful for those who hate you. So, if someone hates you, you just sit there and say, What wonderful thing can I do for him? <laughs> so, there's this woman in America, a female preacher, who was hated by a preacher close to him, cl close to her. This preacher was always speaking against this woman. Saying that uh, female, it is not scriptural to have female preachers and will criticize her, criticize her, and this one heard of it. If it was you, what would you do if you were a woman? The woman, when she heard of it, she started praying for her, for him, sorry, and blessing this man of God, and took an offering, seed, and went to the man of God and sowed it in, in his life. After a little while, she became the number one preacher in that man of God's ministry. That is how. <laughs> that is how to do something wonderful. Can Hagen will say that people offend him, he will take even offering and go and bless them. That is that is a Christian way. And if there is bitterness, go to your room. Go to, maybe Cynthia. Cynthia has offended you. Father, I bless Cynthia. <laughs> Whoever Cynthia is, I bless her. Give her, Father, she broke my heart, but give, give, give her a good husband. <laughs> Bless her children. Give her a good, a good job. Yeah. Give her a good job. Give her a good house. Just bless her. And say, bitterness, I command you out 
of my heart. I command it to leave my heart and be planted into the sea. I command it in Jesus' name. Amen. Jesus says, when you command it, you have a little faith, it should obey you. So that's how you can commit, co- command unforgiveness and bitterness from your heart. That is faith. When you command it out, don't go to the sea and search it and bring it back. <laughs> when you command it out, don't go talking about it again. It's faith. So faith is not feeling. You may still feel the hurt, but know that it's done. It's done. I'm free from bitterness. Glory to God. You kept confessing, I'm free from bitterness. Glory to God. And as you confess your freedom, confess blessings on the person. Look, if you pray for someone who hates you for two weeks, listen, when you meet the person, you feel like going to hug the person. I'm telling you. It's like now, something starts working in your heart. You feel like going to hug the person. You, you love the person. You, you start loving, that's how it works. So do that likewise. Hallelujah. We've taken a long time on point one. Do you know why? When I was coming, I, tell, I asked the Lord, what should I preach? I'm coming to love you. What should I preach? As I was praying, I had 300 cases. When I got ahead, 300 cases. So uh, I asked the Lord, Lord, I'm asking for preaching topic and I'm saying 300 cases. How can you go in? What is 300 cases? Can you imagine? I was even thinking about COVID cases. <laughs> Like my mind went away, you know. So as I was, I said, Lord, what are you saying? Then I, I heard the Supreme Court. Now God spoke to me and I knew I had to come and talk about legalities. But in love economy, Bishop, there are 300 people who must work in the release of forgiveness and the rest of the things I'm, I'm coming to talk about. It says there are 300 cases. God gave the number. 300 in love economy. I don't know whether maybe maybe ten maybe here or fifteen. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You must. Someone hurts you. You must let go. Oh, all right. So we have spoken about the first legality: Satan uses unforgiveness and bitterness. The second, fear. 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 Hallelujah. So the second legality is fear. The devil uses fear. Fear gives Satan the legal grounds into your life. What audacity did Satan have? The sons of God had met. He went there. And the Lord said, Have you considered my servant Job? Job was righteous. The Bible says, Of all the men in the East, he was the most righteous person. So if Job is righteous, and number two, God had set an hedge. Even Satan knew and told God that you have set an hedge around about him. Number one, he is righteous. Number two, there was a hedge around about him. The man is righteous. How come Satan had access in his life? Because he's a righteous man. So someone will say, ah, but the guy, this, this, ah, God is not faith. Look at how the guy has been serving God. The guy serves God, he's diligent. Oh, yeah, basa, basa. Look at what happened to him. <laughs> Job was a righteous man. <laughs> in fact, God protected him. But Satan had an access in his life. How come? How come the hedge was broken? Because God was with him. Job himself testified. Job 3, verse 25. Look at what he says. For the thing which I greatly feared, not ordinary fear, greatly feared, 
has come upon me. You see. So all that happened, he, he was already afraid it will happen. <laughs> he was already afraid. What happened to him? He was already anticipating it. He was afraid it will happen. Hey, hey, what about if one day? Hey, he was afraid. He was afraid. So out of fear, he will make a sacrifice. Hey, maybe some, and he will make us out of fear. Out of fear. He greatly feared. It's come upon me. And that which I was afraid of has come unto me. Of course, what you fear will come. So you have to deal with it. What you are afraid of will come to pass if you don't do, do anything about it. Yeah. The next verse. And look at its consequences. Verse 26. I was not in safety. Neither had I rest. Neither was I quiet. Yet trouble came. Of course, trouble will come. Because you are not in safety. So in the Hebrew, there are three words in Hebrew for language for rest. All of them are here. He lost all of them. There are three Hebrew words for rest. One is where you get the word safety. One is rest. One is quiet. But the word quiet is, is the name Noah. Noah's, Noah's name means rest. That's Noah. Rest. The Bible says, and Noah found grace. Genesis 6, 8. Rest found grace. When you rest, you find grace. All the Hebrew words for rest, he lost all of them. So he was restless. When you lose your rest, you become restless. So, hey, so what time you look through the window? Hey, are the sheep all right? <laughs> hey, my children, are they all right? So he was not in rest. He that has entered into his rest, he has also seen, uh, ceased from his own works. Uh-huh. And we which do believe, which have believed, do enter into his rest. When you are not in rest, you are full of fighting, gripping, striving, struggling, fretting. Hey, hey, hey. That's it. He was restless and he was in fear. You have to deal with your fear presently. What are you afraid of? So he gave Satan legal grounds. Satan went to God. God couldn't even drive him away. God couldn't sack Satan. You know why he would go to heaven? Because he was in the Adamic office. So they said, Satan today cannot go to heaven. Christ has But he, he was working in the Adamic dominion. So, you, who gave the authority to? You gave it to. So once you gave her the keys, when the landlord calls for tenant meeting, she has right to go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So once Satan had a key of Adam's dominion, he could, when the sons of God appeared, he, he also appeared. Hallelujah. That's what happened. Amazing. So he had access. When the sons of God met, he could go because he was working in Adamic dominion. And he demanded from Job concerning Job's life. Now, there was this boy who had epilepsy. And I read a story. Ken Hagen was telling the story. And they prayed for the boy, and the boy was healed. After a month or two, the epilepsy came again. He was epileptic again. So Hagen said, when Jesus appeared to him, Jesus told him that. For the past three nights, the guy was in fear. He was entertaining fear. The first night, the second night, and the third night. In fear. Then the sickness came back. Because fear gives Satan the legal grounds to operate. So people are praying, 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 but there is fear. Can't you see that when people are saying, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, in Jesus, nothing happens. In Jesus' name. 
One day there was a church service and a guy appeared at the back with a cutlass. The pastor said, I command you in Jesus' name to put it down. The man said, you, you, st you stand there and be saying in Jesus' name. <laughs> you stand there and be saying in Jesus' name. I'm coming to butcher you. <laughs> and the man actually approached the, the pastor. There was a, some opening at the top of the roof. The pastor, I mean, fled. <laughs> and this church was in Dansuman, and behind is a park. So everybody saw what had happened. The, the church collapsed. Yeah. <laughs> Fear. Fear is not good. So what you are afraid of, you may see the manifestation of it. Look, when I married, thieves came to my house ten times. Ten times. Thieves. One day, sometimes we'll come from town and my wife's bag will be at the compound. Meanwhile, we've closed the whole door. <laughs> ah, you'll be sleeping and see a stick hanging in the room. <laughs> Pastor Fred, I don't know whether thieves, when you were around, uh, thieves were coming in. Even before I married, thieves were coming. <laughs> <laughs> ah, they were just stealing. So I became afraid. When I'm sleeping in my head, I hear a little sound. The sleep will leave me, and I come, go and stand and move the curtains to see whether everything is all right. I wasn't moved until cars came on my compound. Uh -huh, you know these thieves—they are, spe are specialized in. Uh, some of them are mechanics. There's a bag behind them. They come and remove. <laughs> so a little sound, then I wake up and go and see whether the cars are intact at the compound. I couldn't sleep. I was becoming restless. So I knew that. Now, God didn't even tell me to keep my compound. He says I should keep my heart with all diligence. <laughs> yeah, I knew that if I don't keep my heart from fear, the thieves will ever come. So I went to the word and took some dosage. Antidote against fear. Yeah. By the grace of God today, if I hear a sound, <laughs> I don't even go and see the sound. I sleep. <laughs> and since I got to know that through the revelation to drive away fear, they've never come once. <laughs> Hallelujah. Yeah. Fear. Fear of accident. Fear of uh, uh, too many things. Fear of not marrying. Fear of not having a child. Of what? Not passing your exam. Anxious fears of many sorts. <laughs> John Jean Lake were buried, he and his two friends, they were burying those who were plagued with Ebola, the bubonic plague. And they were not dying. But the rest of the missionaries died. So later on, he was called and they asked him his secret. He, he said that fear attracts viruses, but faith dispels the virus. That's what he said. Yeah. Hallelujah. So never walk in fear. Faith is simple. Yes, it'll work. Hallelujah. It'll work. Two days ago, I had a testimony. Someone called me and gave me a testimony. 
he says that okay, I went to Kumasi to preach and uh, one of God, Pastor Joseph, so he brought his members to the church I was preaching. Uh-huh. Because I go there, they didn't have service, they should come and join. So he told one of his members that when I come, they've been believing God for a child for, for a long time. So he told him that when I come, he should put handkerchief around his hand and come and shake me. And he should shake no man. He should go run home and shake his wife. It will work for him. <laughs> Can you imagine? <laughs> so me too, I didn't know. So I hear when I came, the guy came to shake me and put his hands in his pocket. <laughs> and ran home. And when he went, he told his wife, I've brought you your child. <laughs> <laughs> this was April. She's pregnant now. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> so when we close, come and shake me. <laughs> Look, <laughs> look, we are all anointed. Come and shake all the men of God. They will transfer. What I want to say is that it's simple. We complicate things. It is we who complicate things. It's very simple. Hallelujah. When fear is coming to your heart, you have to verbalize it. Say, fear, I resist you in Jesus' name. And you have to say, I refuse to fear in Jesus' name. That's how to walk in liberty. Hallelujah. The third legality is worry. Worry. The third legality is worry. You see, these are all little things. But the devil just takes advantage of them. Little things. First Peter chapter 3, verse 6 to 8. Second Peter, sorry. Is this Second Peter or First Peter? Oh, it's five. First Peter, chapter three, verse five, and let's read verse six. Chapter five, verse six. Chapter five, verse six to eight. Humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, that He may exalt you in due time. Colon. Colon. Now, verse six says, "Humble yourself." Verse seven says, "Custom." Now, verse seven is telling us how to humble ourselves in verse six. Verse 7 is telling us how to humble yourselves in verse 6. That's what it's a colon. He says, casting all your cares. The word care is worry. Casting all your worries upon him, for he cares for you. Uh-huh. So here, he's defining what humility is. If you are full of worries, I'm worried. I'm worried about too many things. Worried about your future. Worried about marriage, more, more, worried about too many things. If you carry the case, actually, God sees, sees that you're walking in pride. <laughs> pride. <laughs> pride. Hmm. Worried about would the children come? Worried about too many things. Would the money come? You are too worried, overpowered by it. It's pride. You know, God, how God sees humility. What you are troubled about, Lord, I give it to you. I give you my case. That is humility. He calls that humility. <laughs> How many of you work in humility today? Yeah, casting your case. You are accusing someone to be proud, but you are also very proud because you are always worried. <laughs> the next verse. Verse 8. Be sober. Be vigilant because your 
prosecuting attorney. That's the, the Greek, Antidikos, who vehemently opposes the accused. As a roaring lion, walketh about, seeking whom he may devour. Satan is not correct one bit. Amos chapter 3, verse 3 to 4. Will a lion roar when he has no prey? Will a lion roar in the forest when he has no prey? So when a lion is roar, you see, lions don't roar when there's no prey. Because as you roar, the prey will, 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 will dodge, will run away. But there's one lion who roars when there's no prey. <laughs> Your adversary, as a roaring lion, goes about seeking. So he's seeking the prey. And you are roaring. You know what, why, why he's doing that? He's posing threats. Now the Bible says he's seeking whom, whom he may devour. That means Satan is not all powerful. To devour, he has to seek. Whom? That means there are some people who are not devourable. People like us. <laughs> he can't devour us. So he's seeking whom he may devour. No, now, now who are those he will devour? In context, is those who are full of worry and care. In context, based on legalities, that's why the word adversary is used here. If you live in cares and worries, it provides the legal standing for him to come to devour your life. But you never worry. To devour your life. And the word devour here is a serious Greek word. Normally, when we say, oh, I'm going to devour the food. To devour means to what? To eat. Is that not so? But in the Greek, the word devour here means to drink. <laughs> It describes a lion hovering over the carcass, where all the flesh of the carcass is gone. What is left is the bones. And now the lion is, is sucking the juices out of the, the bones. That's what worry will do to you. The devil will use worry as a means to just torment your life until you are reduced to nothing. Hmm. Your prosecuting attorney is looking for those who are worried. So whenever worry is coming in your heart, I refuse to worry. You have to say it every day. Ah, I refuse to worry. I will not worry. I don't worry. I refuse to worry. And one of the reasons why prayers are not answered, in Philippians 4, 6, Jesus says, be careful for nothing. That's an old English. Literally, he's saying, don't worry about anything. Now, in the Greek, it's an imperative. Stop worrying. <laughs> it's an imperative in the Greek. Stop worrying about anything. But in everything, by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your request. So he says that there is a condition to fulfill before you come to pray. Before you come and pray, put down the worry. But many are praying together with the worry. It's a worrying prayer. You are worrying and worrying. <laughs> and there are people, they put their worry at the altar. After praying, they take it back home. <laughs> It's not good. Praise God. You know why? When you worry, worry imagines the worst case scenario. And your worry crystallizes them. And it comes to pass. Now, worry has negative possibilities. Now, worry has its fears. 
and worried things of negative possibilities. Why are you worried? Because, hmm, yeah, because what may, perhaps what the doctors are saying, may, what I'm experiencing may be more than what the doctors are saying. I'm worried because, yeah, I may not get money for my wedding day. I'm worried because the job may not come. I may be disappointed. So worry has negative possibilities. And it has its own fears. You know, let me show you what worry does. If you, if you know how to worry well, you can work in meditation very well. Because worry and meditation function the same. <laughs> when you worry, worry uses your imaginations. To imagine is to image in. You see, you image in. Your imaginations are so powerful that when you keep something constantly before you, it comes to pass. Your worry crystallizes them. Now, listen. In Genesis 6 verse 5, you know what God said? God destroyed the world with flood because the imagination of the thoughts of their heart was wicked continually. What God saw was their imagination. Because, <laughs> because your imagination is as good as the, as the creation of it. Your imagination is as good as the creation of it. Let me give an, another example. Jesus says that if you look at a woman lustfully, you have already committed adultery in your heart. How do you look lustfully? There are two parts of the brain. One is called dialogismus. The other one is called dianoia. Dialogismus is the part of the brain that do, do mathematics. Dialogismus is the logic part of the brain that do accounting. But dianoia is the picture part of the brain. Imagination and visualization. That's the place for divine revelation. The eyes of the dianoia being enlightened where you begin to have pictures in the scriptures, you know? <laughs> uh -huh. But when you are laughing at a woman, do you use this one or this one? Do you use the mathematical one or the picture one? <laughs> so you imagine some things. And you're undressing the, woman, the lady. So it's imagination. So as you are imagining to do, the Bible says it is as good as done. He says you have committed adultery already. So it's as good. So your imagination is as good as the creation of it. So if you begin to worry, you, you are using the power of your imagination. Gradually, what you're worrying about will be produced. So don't work in worry. Hmm. Hey. Hmm. Look, me, I used to worry. When I started pastoring. Look. Things were so hard that I'll go and sit somewhere and I'll, I'll start singing. <laughs> it's not good to worry. Amazing. Pity. So worry is not good. Praise God. So when worry is coming, say, I refuse to worry. I refuse to worry. Yeah. I refuse it. Refuse it. One day I listened to a testimony by Joseph Prince. Joseph Prince shared a testimony that he had a vision and he saw the, go the golden candlestick above him, the one in Zachariah, with the seven pipes. And all the pipes, he saw that they were all flowing with in certain tubes. They were all coming on him. And the golden oil was flowing to him. And he was happy. But on all the seven tubes were all blessings. One was mar marital. The other one was par parenting. The other one was minist ministry. The other one was health and finances, blessings. So it was flowing on him and he was happy. Then all of a sudden he began to worry about his children. <laughs> As he was worrying, the tube stopped flowing. 
the oil stopped flowing in the tea. It became dry. Other places were flowing, but that place was not. When he become, became worried about his finances, they also stopped flowing. That's tea, the oil stopped flowing in it. So where you start worrying, the grace of God stopped flowing. <laughs> yeah. So live a free, I don't care life. Yeah. Yeah. Even if you are feeling pain, don't be worried about the pain. The word for heal in Hebrew, Rafa, in etymology, it comes from the word relax. Relax and let go. Relax and let go. Yeah. So just relax. Hallelujah. Say, I refuse to worry. The next legality has to do with doubts. In what doubts? Doubts. Doubtful speaking. Doubts. See, what you say gives certain legal grounds. What you say. This is a true story. In this story, there's this couple, after they married, after the wedding day, the husband told, asked his wife, the husband asked his wife, so now that we are married, in case I die, what will you do? Can you imagine asking this question in the wedding night? Honeymoon, if I die, I know you love him, but if I die, what will you do? You know what the woman said? She said, forget about it. The day would you die, I'll die with you. I can't handle it. I'm going to die with you. Three years in, in their marriage, after three years, the woman was home and he had guests coming to him and they brought her the news that her husband died in an accident. She said she, can't, she couldn't take it. Until she get there and see for herself, she wouldn't believe her husband was dead. So she joined those who came to, to her and they sat in the car. So they were all five in the car. So they began to travel back to the accident scene. So as they were going back, there was another accident. Of all the five, she was the only one who died. Same day. Because when she spoke out of her lips, she signed her own death warrant. She passed. You see, she set a law in motion by her speech. She passed her own bill and sign her own death warrant by his speech to come to pass. Remember Bible school, Hagen's Bible school, one of the, the students died. So Hagen and some of the heads came around and they brought the dead body. They were going to raise him up. Kit Moore was his secretary. Kit Moore was now given this um, testimony, just sharing up, uh, what had really happened. Kit Moore said, Hagen knelt down to pray. Then he stood up and walked away. Ah, so he was wondering, we've come to raise the dead. You are our leader, you've just walked away. You know, <laughs> Hagen never explained anything. So later on, as his secretary, he went to Hagen and asked him, what, what really happened? Why did you stand up? And Hagen answered and said, when I knelt down to pray, I saw Jesus. And Jesus told him that your prayers will not be answered. <laughs> he said, your prayers will not be answered. He says, the guy who is dead, he says he violated a spiritual principle. He passed his own, his own law. He kept saying he would not die before 30. He would not live. He would not die. He would not live beyond 30. He kept saying it. Yeah. He passed his own law. He wrote his, he signed his own death warrant. He passed a law in motion. And so 
he's violated the spiritual law. He, so your prayers don't be heard. So he stood up and walked up. There are people who die. You go and pray. Wake up, wake up, wake up. If the person doesn't rise, don't worry. It's not your fault. <laughs> it's not always that you become the fault. There, there are things though, in the spirit. If you don't understand certain things, you may think you are powerless. Legalities. Someone died, people are going to pray for him. I knew it was not going to work. Aha. Uh-huh. Legalities. So he said, it's not going to work. Hagan stood up and left. And during the guy's funeral, I know what people were saying. Oh, this guy. He was always saying he was going to die. And a similar thing happened in Rima Bible School. The guy died at 40, just a day before his birthday. And this guy too also died before his birthday. Because they kept saying that for me. I don't think I'll live to 40. So it gives Satan the legal grounds. Death and life is in the power of the tongue. You see, death is the power of the enemy. It's the power of Satan. Uh-huh. So when you see something, thou art ensnared by the words of your mouth. Proverbs chapter 6 verse 1. So what you say is very important. What you say is very important. You go like, hmm, till your life is serious, though. Then life starts becoming serious for you. You start by saying, hmm, till your life is serious, no, 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 Then things start becoming hard for you. <laughs> now, sometimes you pray. So, so you can pray for five hours, and after that, in conversation, you undo your prayers. You went for all night prayer meeting. But conversationally, you undo a lot of things by negative confession. <laughs> I don't think so. You have spoken ill. <laughs> so what you say is very important. The Bible says that he shall deliver thee from the noise on pestilence. Now the word pestilence Pest, um, some 91 verse 3. Pestilence is the bar. Where we get the word the bar? The bar is the Hebrew word for words. Words. And pestilence comes from words. Can you imagine? Pestilence, sicknesses and diseases. Words. It's the same, it's where we get the word words. It's the bar from the word the bar. The word for words. My, 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 my. Hallelujah. Yeah. So don't have uh, vacillating confessions. Today you are saying something good, the next day you are saying something bad. Don't say that. As I was, one day I was teaching something like that, and a lady said, Ah, I know why my father died. Her father kept saying, mm, Ah, for me, I'm going to die. Oh, I'll die before this. I'll die. Yeah. Wow. Bishop is saying the man said he will not cross 64. He never crossed 64. It happens. Someone kept saying, Ah, for me, I don't think I'll grow very old. It happens. It's your own life, and it cuts across everything. If you don't confess right, I, I established that Jesus is a lawyer, the Holy Spirit is a lawyer. You have a lawyer in heaven and on earth. You can never lose a case. But if you keep mute, you lose your case by default. <laughs> he needs your confession of faith to operate on. 
For three times, the Bible calls our Lord Jesus the high priest of our confession. You know what? The word confess means homo, homo logos. Homo means same. Homo sapiens. Homo is same. Homo sexual. The word homo means same. And logos is word. Homologia means to say the same thing. You say what God's word has said. Like a par- you repeat what God's word has said. He's a high priest of our saying the same thing. In those days, in the Old Testament, you have no business going to the high priest if, if you don't have a goat. You understand? <laughs> you need an animal to go to the high priest. What, 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 what are you going to do with him? You need a sacrifice. So he will take it and offer it. In the New Testament, he's a high priest of your confession. Three times. Hebrews 3, 1. Hebrews 4, 15, 16. Hebrews 3, uh, 4, 14 to 15. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 22 to 23. 21 to 23. All of them, high priest of our confession. King James says profession, but it's the same. Your confession must be your profession. Your profession is your occupation. You must, your, your confession must be your profession. It must be your normal lifestyle. You, you understand? Uh-huh. But without confession, you limit the ministry of the high priest in your life. You limit Jesus' ministry because he's the high priest waiting for your confessions to act on them. So if you say, I am healed, you see, if you say, I shall not die, but I will live to declare the works of God, you are saying what God's word has said. <laughs> ah, if you say, if you say, what do you want to say? Yeah, I'm the seed of Abraham. I'm the heir of God. I lack nothing. Now, when you say such, such things, yeah, he's the high priest of your confession. So he, the high priest, acts on your words. But certain adversary acts on the negative words. Ecclesiastes 5 says that if you speak unwisely, never say to the angel, it was a mistake. Ecclesiastes 5. Because the things you are saying, the angels are taking it. Good angels and bad angels, they are responding to your words. Hallelujah. God bless you. Yeah, the last legality I'll mention is guilt, guilt and condemnation. Yeah. In Zechariah chapter 3, Satan, Satan stood at the right hand of Joshua to smite him because he was full of condemnation and guilt. If you know how Satan works, you will never be guilty, no matter what you have done. I'm not saying go and do bad things. But if you have done something, you have to trust the blood of Jesus and what Jesus did. Now, in Latin, the word guilt or guilty in Latin is, I deserve to be punished. That's what it means in Latin. I deserve to be punished. The Latin word for guilt or guilty. (laughs) So understand this. Anytime you are guilty... You are dishonoring God. No matter what you did, if you walk in guilt, you are dishonoring God. Let me explain. Assuming, let's say, you are owing. You are owing the sister. So whenever you see the sister, you hide. Because, I mean, she reminds you of a lot of things. There is death on your conscience. And this brother comes and pays everything for you. You are free to go, right? But you were not there when it was paid. Uh-huh. But the good news has come to you that oh, everything was paid. But if you still meet her, you still run away. 
You know what it means? It means you are doubting what he paid. And by doubting, you are dishonoring what he paid. That's why you are still hiding. If you walk in guilt and condemnation, you are dishonoring what Jesus did. You really don't believe what he did. You are denying it. Yeah. So Satan actually specializes in guilt and condemnation is so bad. Because it is the root cause for sicknesses, for diseases, for so many things. Guilt. Condemnation. If you don't trust him, what can you trust again? There is now therefore no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. Romans 8 begins with no condemnation. It ends with no separation. In the middle, there is no defeat. If you check the tenses in Greek, 1 John 2 verse 12, little children say, these things are right unto you, that ye may know that your sins are forgiven. Forgiven is in perfect tense. Some people don't know the length or the height or the depth to which we are forgiven. It is great. Most of our forgiveness is in the perfect tense. It's not perfect tense. Go, go back to school and study perfect tense. <laughs> Hallelujah. Yeah. As far as what the east is from the west, in Psalm 103, verse 12, so has he. Thank God he didn't say, as far as the north is from the south. Our sins are not removed as far as the north is from the south. You know why? If our sins were removed as far as the north is from the south, the southernmost part of the south is the south pole, and the northernmost part of the north is the north pole. So if you go north, 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 you come to an end. If you go south, 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 you come to an end, because there's a south pole and a north pole. So if God had removed our sins as far as the north is from the south, one day we would have met our sins. But he removed our sins as far as the east is from the west. There is no east pole. There is no west pole. So he has removed our sins eternally. It's gone forever. Hallelujah. It's gone. It's gone forever. Praise God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. I want us to pray. Now, it's time to pray because it's time to forgive someone. Now, you know some of these legal grounds Satan uses. Now, you are going to pray whoever has offended you and whoever you are embittered against. You are commanding the sacrament tree to be rooted up from its root structure and to be cast into the sea. It's time to bless someone who cursed you. It's time to forgive. You may be a victim of rape. You, have, you, you might have been verbally abused. Verbally abused, physically abused, sexually abused. Someone has spoken ill of you. It's time to let go. It's time. It's time. And as you forgive, the healing streams are flowing in the, in, in the auditorium. The healing streams are flowing. It could be your parents. It could be your spouse. It could be your brother. It could be your sibling. It could be your teacher. It could be your pastor. There is someone to, to forgive. It could be your in-laws. Let go. Let go. Just forgive. Just forgive. And bless those who curse you. Bless those who have cursed 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 you. Come on, forgive them. Thank you, Jesus. 
Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Mention their names and forgive them. Mention their names and bless them. Mention their names and bless them. Mention their names and forgive them. Let go from your heart. Let go from your heart. Forgive them and bless them. Forgive them and bless them. Mention their names and bless them. Not rendering evil for evil, nor railing for railing. On the contrary wise, a blessing. Knowing that whereunto were ye called, that ye should inherit a blessing. Come on, as you bless them, you are inheriting the blessing. As you bless them, the healing is coming. As you bless them, the money is coming. As you bless them, the heavens are opened. The grace of God is visiting you. Lest any man fail of the grace of God. Let go the bitterness. And you will pass of the grace of God. You will qualify for that grace. Let go the bitterness. Let go the bitterness. The grace. The grace, the grace for finances, the grace for education, the grace for employment, all graces, all graces are available. Let go bitterness, lest any man fail of the grace of God. In the slightest ill feeling about anybody, let go. Even the slightest ill feeling, the slightest ill feeling, even about men of God, even about anybody, let go of the slightest ill feeling, the slightest animosity, the slightest animosity about any man of God, any servant of God, about any in-law, just any friend, let go. There are some people you don't even want to see their calls. You don't want to even see their calls. You don't want to see their calls. You don't want to hear their names. Let go. Let go. Let go. Just bless all of them. Bless all of them. Bless all of them. With a pure heart. A catarized heart. A pure heart. 
a heart that is pure. Rabra Sunday. And when ye stand praying, forgive. And when ye stand praying, forgive. Forgive. Unforgiveness is prison. Unforgiveness is prison. We come out of every prison of unforgiveness. We are delivered from tormentors. Free from tormentors. Free from those who torment. We are free. We are free. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. There's a song I want someone to help me. sing it for the last time the last time come on let there be love bless those who have cursed me thank you Jesus thank you Jesus I do something wonderful for those who hate me thank you Jesus thank you Jesus thank you thank you Jesus thank you Jesus your parents are forgiven your siblings are forgiven mama 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 the God kind of love prevails amongst us Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Yes, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Finally, you want to pray. 
you are dealing with fear in your heart and worry in your heart and guilt in your heart you are approaching it in jesus name you refuse to fear the very areas you fear you are declaring you are fearing no more god has not given us the spirit of fear but of power and of love and of sound mind you, you are saying i refuse to fear fear i resist you in the name of jesus the fear of dying is gone the fear of marrying is gone the fear of crisis is gone in jesus name deal with fear and deal with worry and deal with anxiety i refuse to worry i refuse to worry from today i walk in worry no more jesus name be not afraid of sudden fear or the desolation of the wicked when it cometh be not afraid of sudden fear or the desolation of the wicked when it cometh i refuse to fear Rabra stome debre sembra dose brande bari inga bre sembrenko breka sembra dose hey be careful for nothing casting all your cares upon him for he careth for you here is sembra 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 if our heart condemns us god is greater than our heart Yembran Simbran, God is greater, God is greater. Simbran, Simbran, Simbran. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Simbran, Simbran, Simbran. Thank you, Jesus. Lift up your hands. Lift up your hands. Every eye closed, your hands lifted up towards heaven. Now receive restoration. Not, ba, 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 ba. Not just restoration. Restoration with compensation. That is what is called restitution. Now lift up your hands and receive. There is grace available. The anointing is all over this place. Now receive it. I see grace is coming on you. Grace is some for healing, for some for financial bounty, some for marriage, different kinds of graces. Come on, come on, come on. Come on, receive it. That which has not worked is going to work now. Receive the fullness of the spirit. Receive it. Masabekete. Mababasate. Hey, it's working. <laughs> hey, it's working. Mama, 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 mama. Patish. 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 Fullness. Fullness. Abundance. Fullness. Fullness. Hey, 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 hey. Hey, hey, hey. Graces, 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 
graces, graces, mama, 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 graces, 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 grace, 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 graces, 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 ha 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 Sunday, 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 Graces. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Things are working for you. Things are working for you. Good news comes to you. The ministry is working. Your work is working. Joy unspeakable, full of glory. The manner is flowing. Yatre Sopote, Shalom, the peace of God. That passeth Ali, Shindi, 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 Shimbre, 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 graces, graces, shimbre, 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 it's flowing, it's flowing, it's flowing, glory to the Son of God, glory to the Son of God. bless you. Your wombs are blessed. Your wombs are blessed. The women here, your wombs are blessed. Bless your wombs. Your wombs are fertile. In Jesus' name. Every case that was once laid is far, far lifted. Hurry, Andy, Shibra, Singra, Sunte, Kate. You will not struggle for a job. The heavens are open over us. Our desires are fulfilled and they are accomplished. Money cometh, relational blessing, financial blessing. They are coming upon you. God's bounty, divine fullness, divine abundance. You are receiving it. The cars are yours. The houses are yours. The lands are yours. The ministry is yours. In Jesus' name, you are on track. The healing has come. You are working in health from today. That sickness is no more. It is dismissed forever. You are working in absolute peace and shalom and fullness and abundance.
Oh, we give him glory. We worship him. We worship him. We worship him. We worship him. We love you, dear Jesus, for having loved them, blessed and given your life for us. We are never the same. Our lives are filled with joy and peace and shalom and tranquility. To him alone be glory. God bless you for listening. We pray that the word of God will be rooted and grounded in your heart as you give attention to the word. Kindly follow Pastor T and Love Economy Church on all social networks for more of God's word. Don't forget to subscribe to the Pastor T podcast. Simply search for Pastor T on any podcast app, plug in and enjoy God's word. Visit our website at loveeconomychurch.org for more information. God bless.